Hi, and welcome to this edition of Fresh Hope for Mental Health. Our mission here at Fresh Hope for Mental Health is to empower you to live well in spite of your mental health challenge by sharing insights through interviews, practical tools for living well, encouragement, and courage for overcoming all from a Christian perspective. And now, here's your host, Pastor Brad Hafes. Well, welcome everyone to a very special edition, our first time that we're doing a podcast where we're doing voices and you're going to be able to see us. And I I apologize to both Catherine and Beth that I didn't tell them this because it just kind of wound up being this way today. So welcome to this edition, everyone. I'm Brad Hayes, your host, and our goal here at Fresh Hope for Mental Health is to empower you to live a full and rich um, life filled with faith in spite of a mental health diagnosis or in spite of your loved one's mental health diagnosis. So welcome, everybody. Well, first of all, I've known Catherine and Beth for some years now, and I think each of you at different times have picked me up at the airport there in Ohio. I for... believe that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's probably how we met and then, you know, had to put two and two together. And uh, now I could tell you who they are and what they do, but I'm going to ask them to tell you who they are and what they do. And um, But they are with... Uh, a good friend of mine, Dr. Steve Gersovich, heads up a ministry called Key Ministry, and I'm going to let you guys tell them about that and what your latest project is. And by the way, listeners, if if you have a child uh, with a special need, uh, you're going to want to check out this ministry, but you're also going to want to listen very carefully to this podcast, because I think we've got some good things potentially to offer you. And then um, also you'll want to pass this along if you know of somebody who is uh, a parent of somebody with special needs. Okay, now I shall go for it, ladies. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Brad. I think you and I probably met at an Inclusion Fusion Live conference several years back. So IFL is the big national disability conference that Key Ministry hosts each year. So you came to Cleveland, which is where I'm based out of. And um, so my name is Beth Golick. I'm the operations director for Key Ministry. Um, and <clears throat> part of what I do is I work with churches who, are, who have questions about the more traditional disability ministry. Um, whereas my colleague, Catherine, go ahead. <laughs> I am the mental health ministry director for Key Ministry. I've been in that role for several years. And so when churches and families have questions about mental health needs and how churches can come alongside, they reach out to me. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, let me tell you, folks, these these ladies are great at what they do. And um they're very approachable. So if you want to know more about key ministry, I would say be sure and um, email them. We'll have all those uh, kinds of things in the show notes for this today. So you guys have a, a tell me if I had a child with special needs, what I might find as far as what you offer and how you might be able to help me. So if you're a parent, probably the way you've heard about us or how you've come in contact with us is 
um, because of our blogs. So Key Ministry has two blogs, the Church for Every Child blog, which is primarily ministry focused. And then we have the Not Alone Special Needs Parenting blog. And we have a team of writers that contribute to that. And they just have a whole wealth of knowledge, experience, personal experience to share. And so I think a lot of parents have discovered us because of the blog. Sure, that makes sense. And uh, where could people find those blogs? Well, you can go to the Key Ministry website. I'm sure this will be in the show notes, but it's keyministrysingular.org. Uh, you know, all of our uh, blog information is there. We have our probably last couple of years are um, accessible on those two blogs that Beth mentioned, but we also have um, some archived blog posts that you can also access through our website. Great, great. So you guys started something new here recently, right? We did. Uh, tell we me did. about, uh, I because I want to let my listeners know about your podcast. So if you would, tell tell us about your new podcast for Key well, it has It has an extremely catchy name. Are you ready? It's called Key Ministry, the podcast. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, but what makes it a little bit unique is um, we have um, co-hosts. So it's not just one of us doing it. There's actually four, five-ish doing it. Um, so in addition to Catherine and myself, Dr. Lamar Hardwick is one of the weekly guests or hosts and Sandra Peoples. And so these, okay. these are names that may or may not be familiar to you, but I encourage you to check them out because they just have an incredible background and um, we all have different pers perspectives. We all come from a slightly mm -hmm. different Sure. doing a little bit different ministry. So, um, so each week you're going to hear from one of the co-hosts. That's great. Yeah. And, and it's probably where all podcasts are found or like iTunes, um, uh, yes. Google play places like that. Right. Yes. Or we're on all the major platforms Right. and, you know, just to, to branch off a little bit from what Beth said, um, you know, Sandra peoples speaks, uh, real specifically to parents of children with, with disabilities. She is a parent herself. She also works with the Southern Baptists of Texas Convention um, with disability ministry right. support. Um, Lamar I think Hardwick. I've met her. I, yes, she, you, ha you, yes. Have, you have yes. it. Her IFL. husband's a pastor. Yes, right? yes. Lee is a her pastor. husband yeah. is mm -hmm. a pastor. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and then Lamar Hardwick um, writes about uh, disability and and kind of disability and theology type mm -hmm. perspectives. Um, he he goes by the handle of autism pastor on social oh, yeah. media platforms. And I've met him also. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So he, he brings an extremely un unique perspective oh, to this yeah. because he is a person who, you know, who, who has autism. And so he brings that perspective in as well. And um Yes, yeah, and he's I, very real and transparent. Yes, he is. About he is. That. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. And it just is such an important voice for the church and you know for ministry leaders to hear. Sure, yes. absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. And then Beth then Beth speaks a lot to the uh, to churches that are working on disability inclusion type ministries, belonging type ministries, and then my focus of course is on mental health. Yeah. Wow, you guys, that's very, how often do you put out a new podcast then? 
So every Thursday, um, so if you subscribe to Key Ministry, the podcast, then every Thursday morning, you'll have access to that week's episode. Um, mine tend to be a little bit more like nuts and bolts. Like a little, sure. I love children's ministry is kind of my thing. And so I love talking to children's ministry people, children's pastors sure. who maybe you know, aren't in quote special needs ministry, but um, who maybe, you know, they, there's this kid, they, mm. you know, they, they yeah. are needing to learn about how, what hidden disabilities look like in a Sunday school classroom. And so what I like to do is equip children's ministry leaders with tools they can use and, you know, just help them with that awareness so that um, they can be more welcoming to families impacted by disability, oh, yeah. including yeah. hidden disabilities and mental health conditions. Yes. Yeah. The, you know, um, there always is that kid or a few kids that you're, you wonder, how can I reach them? Or they're just, you know, that something's not quite there, but you don't know how or whatever. I, I'm going to tell you guys that are listening these people with key ministry, these people are the real deal. They're not, this is, they may be running something that's national, but um, they're accessible. And also they really have a heart for this. And it comes from the heart that you just heard Beth speak about with, uh, you know, the love of children and children's ministries. Um, and I know that Steve has that same heart to, to make sure that the church is accessible to families that have these special needs in them. Now, I don't, I think it goes without saying that um, families and especially parents who have children with, you know, special needs are um, under a lot more strain or an additional strain. It adds a, le a level of stress to life that's there to, you know, basically life is already stressful for anybody parenting. <laughs> There's mm -hmm. always all these issues with parenting. I'm watching my own children parent their children. And, you know, I'm, I'm every now and then I'm glad that they're having some struggles and then I can say, see what we went through. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it's stressful. It is. And even as a grandparent, it's stressful sometimes. So when you, if you add in there a special need, and I have one grandchild that his special needs um, are that he is so brilliant and mm -hmm. smart, and he ha he's uh, in second grade or third grade, or second grade last year, reading at an 18-year-old's level and mm -hmm. higher. Mm -hmm. And um, it poses some challenges. Absolutely. absolutely. And it is, you know. Now, some would say, well, that's not a disability, but it could become a disability mm -hmm. if not steered the right direction and challenged appropriately. But uh, the teachers told our kids that you've got an 18-year-old to early adult living in his brain mm -hmm. in an eight-year-old body, mm -hmm. you know, and um, so, yes. Now, do you see that parents really do end up suffering some and dealing with all the stress and that kind of stuff, Catherine? Absolutely. <clears throat> in fact, um, 
one of the things that we focused on this year at our Inclusion Fusion Live conference was um, the, the mental health needs of caregivers because, um, you know, talk about, uh, you know, isolation and, and feeling like you're alone in your struggle, you know, for parents, particularly who have children with really high needs, um, you know, it, it can feel like there is no one else in the world that understands, you know, your life because yeah. it is so very different from the majority of the people that are around you. So, um, yeah, there, one of, one of the points that was made by some of the presenters was that, you know, there, there is coming this crisis of, you know, mental health needs among the caregiver population because, you know, our population in general is aging and, um, you know, all parents want their kids to grow up and, and move out, you know, move out, move on with their own lives. But, you know, for many caregivers, this is just not ever going to be reality for their children. And it, it creates an incredible burden that can lead swiftly to significant anxiety, which can, you know, lead to depression. And um, yeah, it can, it's very detrimental, not only for the caregiver, but for the whole family, if they're not really supported well yeah. with, with their, their tangible needs, but also with their mental health needs. Well, and uh, uh, caregivers oftentimes have problems caring for themselves and even finding and carving Most out definitely. the time to do that. Yeah. Um, so w what would be any um, advice or insights you guys would give to people that are caregivers of children with special needs? Well, I'll speak to that first. Um, you know, there are um, resources and, um, you know, online communities of, of support from people who get it, you know, who already live that life or, um, and, and that can be incredibly helpful for individuals who really, you know, are isolated, may not be able to leave their home or certainly not easily leave their home. Um, so, you know, we really encourage people to connect with those groups. We have some groups recommended on our website for individuals who are looking for that kind of community. Um, and, uh, you know, we would just encourage people also to uh, to just, you know, look at the resources that we offer, you know, follow us on social media because, um, our writing team does really an outstanding job of not only highlighting their personal experience of, yeah, you know, this is very challenging, but also saying, but these are resources and these are things that we did that really were helpful for us. So, um, you know, I would encourage anybody who's in that caregiving role to. And that's you know, to so us. important to know uh, that, you know, I'm, of course, into the idea that peers, people with lived experience can really help each other yep. and um, gain insights. If you, if you have, let's say, uh, 12 people in a support group and all 12 have children who have mental health issues, that's a wealth of knowledge right mm -hmm. there. Absolutely. And uh, much more than what one singular person who holds a degree might have, you right. know. Right. And uh, it's it's tried yeah. <laughs> information. Yeah. Beth, yeah. Let me let anything? me just add here too oh. that um, you know that that the statistics say that you know on average mental health diagnoses come five to seven years after the onset of symptoms. I mean, just think about Ugh. what an incredible gift it is if you can shorten that time period because you're having conversations with other people who have walked that path. So, yes. I mean, it, it is invaluable to get connected with individuals who, 
have a similar, you know, similar diagnoses in their family, you know, similar life experience to the one that you're living. Well, and if I might just add, and then we'll go to you, Beth, but mm-hmm. um, I would imagine that um, we had, um, our son is adopted and he, he was a special needs adoption. So we had no idea if there would be special needs or not. Um, and, uh, biologically his parents had some issues. Some could not be passed down genetically and some were kind of unknown. Well, now we know that brilliant high genius level stuff was there and seen as being a disability for, um, his biological mom. And, and as a parent, every time there's something that you can't figure out, you begin to worry that something's seriously wrong. And then I, I would suspect there's that dread of finding out, okay, this is autism, or this is, um, you know, a cognitive issue, or whatever it might be, that sometimes even as parents, we might lengthen that time of where problems start and we dread the diagnosis, right? But Absolutely. If we yeah, love it, our it, child, there's no embarrassment of there being something wrong. In fact, I would say, uh, let me live with you for 24 hours. Sooner or later, I will show you what's wrong with you. <laughs> Everybody's got stuff that's wrong with them. That's right. You know? That's right. So, and I would just add that, um, you know, I mean, one thing I kind of kind of sort of joke about is that nobody gets into this work unless it's personal. And there's a lot of truth in that. Um, you know, it's personal for me as well. Um, and, but I, I would just encourage your listeners that, you know, behavior is communication. And even if you are afraid of that label, you know, what that label will do to your child, you don't have to have a label for people to see the behavior. And people are going to think what they're going to think. And they fill you know, in blanks. They do. And so it's, you know, in, in my experience as a, as a parent and in my observation as, you know, someone who works in ministry, it is much better to find the truth because the truth will unlock the correct treatment, the correct path that you and your child need to go down. And, sure. you know, without getting to that truth, then then you just, you know, often are just having at a minimum frustration and delays. So it really is better to pursue the truth, no matter, you know, whether you want to hear that truth or not. Absolutely. Beth, I hope you haven't forgotten what you were going to Uh, say. (laughs) I'll see if I can remember. Um, I guess what I was going to say is I was going to take it to the speak about churches for a second. And that is, so Key Ministry was founded almost 20 years ago. So we'll be 20 years old at, on Christmas Eve this year. And, um, but it, it, the mission has really, like the beginning mission and what we've been doing is help equip churches to welcome families, particularly with kids with those hidden disabilities and mental health yes, conditions. So yes. we talked about... Um, you know, churches welcoming families with kids with, you know, and I'm using air quotes here, special needs. And, you know, churches can kind of figure out, okay, so this, you know, this child maybe, let's say, is in a wheelchair and needs some accommodations. Like, 
people can, people have, you know, they figure that out and they're working towards how to be more welcoming and accommodating. Right. Um, but it's that awareness, you know, you just now we've been talking about, um, you know, the anxiety that um, not just the kids, but that it, individuals, parents, families experience, what does that look like? And what, how does that become an obstacle for a family to be able to be fully involved in the life of the church? Right. So those are some of the things that we're working with churches to. Yeah, because um, what I understand is many times they just stay home, right? Right. It, right. It's there. There's too many obstacles yes. or um, they are the anxiety level of what could happen, might happen, does right. happen could be problematic. Yeah. yeah. Who was it? Chuck, Chuck Colson's daughter? Or Emily. Some? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've heard her story and yes. it just touched my heart. Yes. It's very um, powerful. Very powerful. Uh, yeah. Because, um, and you know, we also all have a dear friend, uh, Chuck Swindoll's daughter. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. She deals with issues of, you know, yep. what if this doesn't go well? You know, right. and um, yeah, you know, you were talking about on Christmas Eve, this is just a side note, this is kind of how my brain works, I'm sorry, <laughs> but um, you know, um, Beth and Catherine, I don't know if you're going to do any special thing for your 20th, I'm sure you will, but um, I, I could lend some writers to you who could actually write a Christmas Eve service uh, based upon your directions, and you could provide it to churches that oh. would be uh, sensitive to the needs and all that, you know, because Jesus came for the broken, That's right. broken hearted. That. And That's sometimes there's idea. some yes. real broken heartedness in, in it's because my wife and I have another ministry called Worship Outlet, where we provide creative worship services for churches. Oh, and I love so, it. Uh, let me get you in touch with her and see if we can't get you a special thing that's just for you guys to offer to churches that might be willing to use it. Or I love that and then idea. they could write a family version of it also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Well, um, one of the things that I feel uh, that we might do with Fresh Hope, and this is where those of you who are listening today. Um, if you have this need, I want you to let us know. Um, email me, Pastor Brad at freshhope.us. And um, what I'm thinking of is the potential of starting a few Fresh Hope groups for parents who are experiencing. Um, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't even have to be diagnosed anxiety disorder. Just anxiety and depression and frustration and exhaustion and all of those things to start a group where it's only parents of kids with these issues. And um, so if that's the case, we'd make it an online community. You know, um, I'm tired of ministries talking about working together and let's collaborate and all of that. And then nothing ever happens, you know, because mm -hmm. it's kind of more important, the branding and all of the, no, we'll just, let's start a group. And if there's more of them that start, let's, let's do it. You know, because it is about people, isn't it? It is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what else can you tell me? Anything else that's, because, uh, uh, you know, I joked with these ladies, we could always talk about Dr. Steve and his issues now, <laughs> since he's not here today. 
he's a busy guy right now. Yes, um, yes, for sure. Yeah. But um, anything else that our listeners might need to know or that you'd like to share with them? Um, so we both are kind of working on some projects. Um, probably one of my favorite things that I get to do is um, each month we host a video roundtable. So it's a Zoom like this. Um, but, you know, interactive. So people get to be on and ask questions and, Absolutely. you know, participate, but we pick a different disability ministry topic each month. And um, so last recently we did a ask a behavior specialist. And so we brought some behavior specialists on and people um, had the opportunity to just ask different questions. Um, you know, we would do a variety of topics, um, but it's things that, just top issues that our churches are dealing with and we as ministry leaders are dealing with. Yeah. Um, our next one is called Potty Talk and um, <laughs> it's about toileting policies and procedures in your church. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's reality. And so oh, we're, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. When you're approaching 65, it's reality. Well, that's too. the thing. <laughs> I mean, no, but it, in all seriousness, um, yes. you know, if, if we live long enough, the disability community is, you know, the people group that we're probably all going to be in at some point if we're not already. So absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And um, now tell me on your podcast, uh, one of the things I didn't ask you a little bit ago was tell me some of the topics that you've talked about so far on your podcast or anything you've got coming up. Yeah, well, Catherine, tell them about your the, the camel that one. That's Okay, like so one. yeah, so so my focus is on mental health kind of topics, and my first one was on lament, which is something I know that you've talked about, Brad, yes, in some of yeah. your work, um, mm -hmm. and just the importance of that. Um, but then uh, I guess it was last month I talked about removing a straw from the camel's back. I mean, we've uh -huh. all heard that adage of you know the straw that broke the camel's back. Well, what if you could take that one thing off of you know, for example, the family, you know, where the parents are 100% caregivers for a very disabled child, um, and just some ideas that uh, we've seen, you know, churches and individuals do over the years, you know, just nothing, nothing, uh, you know, super fancy or expensive or flashy, but just, you know, just helping with one thing in day-to-day -day living that, yeah, that will just yeah. give the, the family, the caregiver, a little mental space to yep. be able to, to, de-stress and be able to think a little bit more clearly. And about, that's key. We yes. need that mental space. All yes. of us do. And we need downtime. We need a time where we do something we enjoy doing that mm -hmm. puts life into us Absolutely. and not just take it out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I would also say that, you know, in we, we have other, um, you know, online events, we have an events tab on our website and encourage people to go there. Um, you know, another project that I'm working on that Brad actually has contributed to, thank you very much, is um, the, the title right now is Finding uh, God's Ministry Purpose for Your Life. Because one of our, our big goals for the next couple of years is to really help equip people who maybe, you know, have had some experiences that make them kind of uniquely equipped to be able to step into ministry of some kind. You know, it's, it's very much driven by like second Corinthians one, three through seven, that talks about Absolutely. how we comfort with the comfort we've received. And yeah. so, um, you know, so I've been talking with some ministry friends like Brad about, 
some of their experiences because there, you know, there is kind of a, a pattern to the way that these things like, like the Fresh Hope organization have come about. So um, our first webinar in that series will actually be tomorrow with our ministry friends, Tom and Julie Meekins. So, oh, great. Yeah, so it'll probably be, you know, uh, after tomorrow by the time you're listening to this, but I encourage you to go to our, uh, our YouTube channel and check out uh, that webinar whenever you yeah. have an opportunity yeah. to look for it. What's the name of your YouTube channel? If you, yeah, if you go to keyministry.org at the bottom of the page, you can click on YouTube, Vimeo. I thought you were going to say the name of that is, is uh, Key Ministry, the, the YouTube, YouTube channel. channel. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I just want to encourage you folks who are listening. Um, and, you know, even if you're a caregiver to, um, let's say you're the spouse or you are the parents of a child that has a mental health issue or a teen or a young adult or whatever, that is a special need, you know, and um, it is considered a disability. It's covered under the Disability Act of uh, Congress or whatever that is. Um, and uh, the 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 uh, thing is, is that I would encourage you to check out keyministry.org, right? Yes. And um because like I said, these folks are real and um, they, if they aren't doing something in this area or whatever, where you need help or need encouragement or need support, I suspect they'll know somebody who is doing it or uh, can network you with the right people. Um, it, it, you know, they so often say it's not what you know, but it's who you know. Well, you've got to have the right connections to get the right information sometimes. And um, I, I think, especially in the diagnosis area, I think of how important that would be to have the contact contacts and the network of people who've been there and gone through this because they there's those aha moments where you say, ah, oh, you know what? I need to have the doctor think about this. We we need to look into this because maybe it's not that, but it's this instead, you know? Yeah. Well, God bless you guys for the work that you do. Thank you so much for being with me today. I appreciate it. And uh, we just uh, bless your work. We want it to succeed. We want you to reach more people. I hope you're so overworked. They have to hire more people to be on staff um, and that Dr. Steve can't be a doctor anymore, seeing kids that he has to do this ministry and go for it, you know? Um, so thank you so much. And thank you, to, you bet, you bet. For those of you who are listening, uh, thank you for joining us. Um, we invite you to share this with your friends. Um, if you have comments or questions, email me, Pastor Brad at Fresh Hope, or contact uh, Key Ministry. They'll be happy to answer emails and uh, touch base with you. Like I said, we are not AI people. We're not where you're going to get some robot that knows how to answer the question. You're going to get real people and you're going to be able to connect with us. We're accessible. Um, so um, I'd encourage you to check all of it out, share it on social media, um, share it with any friends that you know that might be dealing with these issues. 
as well. And if you'd leave a comment on, uh, especially if you're listening on iTunes, that helps other people find this podcast. So until the next time, may the Lord hold you with fresh and new hope daily. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Fresh Hope for Mental Health. If you have an opportunity, please review, share, and subscribe to the Fresh Hope for Mental Health podcast on iTunes or on the service that you use. We encourage you to share our podcast on social media with your friends and family. Previous podcasts of Fresh Hope for Mental Health can be found at freshhopeformentalhealth.com, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, and iTunes. Fresh Hope is one of the leading networks of faith-based peer support groups internationally. For more information about Fresh Hope, go to freshhope.us.